Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the December, Friday, December 27th edition of the NBA OB Daily Podcast, one of the last weekday editions of the 2020 year. We've got a couple next week, 2019 year, I should say, before we hit 2020. Got a couple next week, and then we'll have New Year's, but uh, we'll be doing the podcast. Anyways, i got my good friend here, Cole Shelton, on today. We're going to talk about Bellator Japan. That card takes place tomorrow. Uh, just the initial thoughts on the card, Cole. Pretty nice to have a card back in Japan. Reminds me of the old Pride News. Yeah, it's cool to see him back in Japan, especially having Fedor Rampage headline. Makes a lot of sense. They were both huge in pride. Just Fedor's really career took off in Japan. And I know this is kind of his farewell tour. I'd like to see them go back to Japan again with Fedor, maybe do like Barnett Fader later on. But it's good to see Belter really trying to put Fedor in the market where he began. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, Fedor is he's a legend. And I know he's tailed off and he's not the same guy he once was. And I didn't even include him in my top 10 of the decade list, Cole. I don't know, would, would you have included him? I personally didn't, but I had some people saying he should be on the list and Anderson Silva should be on the list. I disagree. What do you think, man? Yeah, I don't think he deserved to be. He really tailed off. Like, mm-hmm. if this was 2010 or, two, uh, yeah, 2010 to 20, like, 13, 14 would be on it. But these last couple of years, same with Anderson Silva. Like, yeah. the beginning of the decade, Silva was amazing. But these last couple, like, his record's almost 500 now. Like, they don't deserve to be a, on the list. Yeah, no, I agree 100% with that. Anyways, uh, we're going to break down the six fights with odds, and then there are some other fights in the card that don't have odds, but we'll talk about them briefly, not as, into, not as much detail, because there's just no odds for them, so there's no point. But let's start with the main event of the evening, Cole. So, uh, interesting fight here. Fader Emilianenko against Quinton Jackson. The opening odds were pretty lopsided in Jackson's favor, or uh, Fedor's favor, excuse me, which surprises me. They were minus 290 Fedor, plus 230 Rampage. That was the opener. Right now, it's a pick em with Fedor at minus 150 and, and Jackson at minus 105. Who's your pick? Yeah, the opening odds made no sense at all. I, would have, oh, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, these are what the opening odds should have been. Like, a pick em fight. They've both, they both have a lot of power. Their both chins have been questionable in the last call a bit. For me, I have to lean towards Fader. I just think Fader has my ways to win. I think he can use his wrestling and get Rampage down and just kind of keep him there. But Fader, he showed his last couple. Like, it only takes one punch to really rock him. Like, Fader hit him with a punch that didn't even seem too powerful and knocked him out. Rampage, I think, has more power. So that's something to be worried about. Personally, I'd stay away from this line as it is right now as a pick em just because it's so close. If you got Rampage at the opening odds, that was huge value. But mm-hmm. I lean towards Fader slightly. I, I lean towards Jackson. I mean, I'm one of Fedor's biggest fans. I love Fedor, but I just don't believe him anymore. Like, he's not able to take a punch like he used to. Jackson, for all his flaws, Cole, and he's got a lot of flaws. He's kind of a lazy guy and really never lived up to his potential, I think, in Bellator. Even though his record in Bellator is good, it's it's five, it's five, 6-2. and two, So he's got a good record. He just never, like, really showed up the way he did back in the early days in the UFC and also Pride. But... Still, I mean, the guy has knockout power, and he showed that in his last fight against Wanderley. He knocked him out. And I know he's not really in great shape for this fight. I'll say that. Like, from what I heard, he's going to weigh 260 pounds, which, you know, Rampage has been criticized all over his career for his lack of conditioning. And and Fedor, to some extent, too. I mean, Fedor's conditioning is not amazing either, but, you know, it's worked for him. With Rampage, it never worked for him, really, especially in the UFC when he's fighting guys with better athletes like Ryan Bader and just getting absolutely dominated. Uh, in this fight, though, I mean, F- Fedor is 43 now. Jackson's 41, so I think the age is pretty similar, if not favor uh, of Jackson. And I just think Fedor's chin is the biggest, you know, negative to him right now. He gets knocked out. 
more than he used to. That's for sure. Knocked out Ryan Bader in just a few, few minutes. And Matt Mitrion in, in a couple minutes too. I, I think Jackson catches him and knocks him out. Do I love the line? Not anymore. Not, not as much. I still think he, Jackson does win though. So I, I would lean towards Jackson. But I loved him at plus 230. So if anyone actually got that line, <laughs> that was a sick line. Turn it up at me. I got Jackson plus 135. Honestly, man, I think at plus money, Jackson's worth the bet. I know Cole likes Fader, and I respect his opinion. And honestly, Fader can win. He absolutely can win. But if you look at Jackson's career, I mean, how often does he get knocked out? It's not very often. Like, it's very rare. Has he even ever been knocked out? Okay, if Shogun knocked him out in Vonderley, and it's been literally 15 years since he's been knocked out. So it's very hard to knock Rampage out. That's the one thing I'll give him credit for. His chin is very good. So I like Fader, or I like Jackson to knock Fader out. And it uh, should be a fun fight, though. I like the matchup, Cole. It's definitely an interesting, fun fight for the fans and a good way to end the year. Well, I remember, too, you, right. we were talking about it, and you had that opening odds thing, and I read it, and it was like five minutes after your post, and then I checked the odds, and it was almost almost immediately back to pick them. I'm like, geez, like, people were so fast on getting Rampage of those odds. Yeah, I mean, they, they blew the line at the book, you know, and that will happen at, at points, especially because, you know, Nick doesn't open these odds anymore. Nick, When Nick opened the odds... They were almost always bang on. You know, Nick is the best guy out there as far as odds go. I mean, some other guys are pretty good too, but you know, Nick's odds, uh, Cole, and, and you're 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 kind of new, a little bit newer to the to the scene, I guess. But I, I think even you can tell that like some of these sports books, like I don't know, I don't want to criticize these guys because it's not an easy job, but I don't know how much knowledge they have sometimes about the sport when you're opening Fedor as a minus like three it's a three to one favorite in 2019. That doesn't make sense to me. It is what it is. All right, co-main event of the evening. Uh, interesting fight here a little bit too. Uh, Michael Chandler against Sidney Outlaw. Outlaw is filling in a short notice for Benson Henderson who got hurt. So Michael Chandler minus 900 and Outlaw plus 600. Those were the opening odds. And right now we have Michael Chandler minus 335, Outlaw plus 275. And same thing here, Cole. You know, I thought the opening odds were really long and uh, now they're, they're much more reasonable. What do you think about this fight? Yeah, it's a good fight again. Like if you got cha- if you got to outlaw those odds, that's massive value. Because even right now, I still think he's showing a lot of value. Because I really, I'm really high on outlaw. Like I think the UFC really messed up not signing him. He's one of the top guys, like one of the top lightweights, uh, prospect wise. Chandler's coming off that knock loss to Pitbull, so it's gonna be interesting to see how he looks here. Outlaw's stepping in on short notice, so I don't know how like in shape he was or how much he was training, but. He's a guy that ATT, like I've talked before, like he's always in the gym training. So I wouldn't, he should be in good shape, but I have to favor Chandler slightly, but I think it's a dog or pass situation. I think if you're going to bet on this fight, I think you have to go with Outlaw. Yeah. Michael Chandler, you know, you talk about best fighters of the decade. Like he's got to be in the list, the short list for sure. Not on the top 10, but the top, you know, 20, 30. He had a really good decade, but he kind of tailed off a little bit too. He had those couple losses to Will Brooks. And since then, he has had some nice wins for sure. Uh, like the Brent Primus rematch, he looked good there. Benson Henderson, he beat. That was a really good fight. But I don't know. Like the last fight against Pitbull, like he's starting to show his wear a little bit again. Got knocked out by a smaller guy. And, and Outlaw has a ton of momentum, man. He's really underrated, 27. So he's he's really young, six years younger. And he's on a nice uh, nine-fight win streak. He's got all the momentum this, uh, coming into this fight, Cole. I know he took it on short notice, but like you said, Cole, this guy's a gym rat, man. He's always in the gym training. And he just fought last month against Roger Huerta. And yes, that wasn't, that's not a great win. Roger Huerta is not the guy he used to be back in the UFC when he was a really top prospect like 10 years ago. But it's still a dominant win. And before that, he had beaten a bunch of guys in island fights, Ring of Combat, CFFC, Titan FC, the Contender Series. 
This guy's fought everywhere, Cole. He's looked really good. So, you know what? I, I know it's crazy, but I'm actually going to pick Sandiola here. I do think he's going to win this fight. At a plus 275, it's a no-brainer to take a shot on him because Michael Chandler's not the same guy he once was. Yes, he is the better fighter. Yes, he's the more accomplished guy, but I don't care. I, I think Sidney Ola is going to win this fight, Cole. Give me Sidney Ola. I don't know how he gets it done. Might be a decision. Might might be a stoppage, possibly, but I do think he wins. Plus 275, good odds. Would have rather had plus 600. Once again, the odds makers, crazy line at the opener. But, uh, yeah, most people are going to pick Michael Chandler. I just think Sidney Ola is really underrated and will get the job done. All right, next up, we have a lightweight belt between Goiti Yamauchi and Darren Crookshank. This is another fun fight, Cole. I like this fight. A fun one here. Uh, Gordy Yamauchi open at minus 500, Crookshank plus 400. Right now, we have Yamauchi minus 335, Crookshank plus 275. Who's your pick? Yeah, this is a good fight. This is one of the Bellator versus Risen uh, fights. I yeah. like uh, Yamaguchi here. I think he's going to get a submission one over Crookshank. I just think Yamaguchi can get this fight down to the ground. And I think once it's on the ground, his BJJ is way better than Crookshank. I think he'll get another first round submission. He's the special leader in Bellator for a reason. I think you'll add to it here. I agree with that. By the way, I forgot there were some props available. So just looking at a few of them, like uh, Jackson inside the distance plus 117. You know, I don't think he's going to go the distance with favor, but at the same time, that odds, you know, those aren't great odds compared to like the, the money line. So guys, if you're going to, you know, choose a, a prop on rank, just go with the money line just in case it does go the distance for 20 cent difference. Um, as far as this fight goes, I also like Yamauchi inside the distance. I think he does finish Derek Crookshank. And the odds on that are only minus 155. So, like, my uh, 200 cent difference. That's a big difference. I think he wins by submission, Cole. Derek Crookshank is a good fighter, but he's been submitted a number of times on the ground. Yamauchi's really good on the mat. And he's got a lot of momentum coming in this fight, man. He's looked really good, Cole. You know, I, I think this guy, I know he's had some losses in Bellator, but he's also very young, 26, and he has a ton of experience now. I like this guy a lot. Give me, uh, give me a mochi. I think first round submission goal. I think there's a really good chance that happens. Fun fight though, while it lasts, and you know, Crookshank's going to throw off some flying knees and some crazy kicks. But eventually, I think the fight goes to the ground. And mochi finishes it there. Next up, oh man, a welterweight mismatch of epic proportions here. Another mismatch for Michael Page against Shinzo Anzai. Page open minus nine hundred. Anzai plus six hundred. Right now, we have Page minus eleven hundred. Anzai plus 700. Does Anzai have a chance? No, I think Michael Page knocks out in the first round, but I wouldn't even bother betting. Like yeah. we said it time and time again, like we yeah. said with Devontae Smith when he was the huge overcome worthy, don't even bet it. Yeah. It's going to add a few dollars to your parlay if you do it, and the risk is not worth the reward at all. I mean, Cole's bang on with that. There's just no point. My 1100, nah, I'll pass on that. Um, just the uh, the prop on him winning inside distance minus three thirty five. You know maybe that's a better way to go, but it could go the full three rounds. Like he could just play with this guy. Anzai is you know he's not he's not a horrible fighter by any means. Like we saw him in the UFC, he had a little bit of success. He actually had a win there, but he's just being brought in here to lose. He, Page is gonna style on this guy. <clears throat> I think Page knocks him out. But again, if Anzai does get the manage to get their three rounds, it's possible, and you'll be kicking yourself. If you bet that. Prop at heavy juice, so Michael Page by knockout, but there's no there's no way I'd bet on this fight at these odds. It's just stupid. All right, next up, welterweight bout: Lawrence Larkin against Kaden Nakamura. Two former UFC guys, Larkin minus six hundred, Nakamura plus four fifty. Those are the opening odds. And right now we have Larkin minus five ten, Nakamura plus four or five. Who's your pick? Yeah, I like Lawrence Larkin here. Larkin has actually has some good wins. Like he has a win over Robbie Lawler in Strike Force. He has a win over Sentico Ponzinibbio. Uh, Hori Mazel, Neil Magny in the UFC. Those are really good wins. 
And in Bellator, he's looked fairly good. Like, he had the back-to-back losses to Douglas Lima and Paul Daly, which kind of, he was supposed to be one of those guys that could come in for in the UFC. He was coming off a two-fight win streak. He was going to have success. That kind of derailed a bit. Then he picked up the win over uh, Gonzalez, and then Ian Pascu was an okay win. But his last performance against Andre Korskov, that was a really good win. I don't agree with the split. I thought he won pretty unanimously, but I think Larkin wins this fight, and I think he gets the next title shot at Lima. I don't think Nakamura, he's been knocked out before, and I think this is a fight where... Uh, or no, he hasn't been knocked out. I Not recently in a while. He's just lost the decisions. I think Larkin has the power where he can knock him out, but I would think Larkin wins by decision, probably. Yeah, Nakamura has a hell of a chain. This guy has like 50 fights. He's been knocked out once, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a very experienced guy. He's been in the UFC for a long time. He had two stints in the UFC, but not a ton of success. He did have a win in his last fight in Ryzen, so good for him to get back in the winning ways. And by knockout, no less, which was surprising. The guy is a submission master, Cole. Look how many submissions he has, man. He's got a ton of them. So if the fight goes to the ground, Nakamura actually has to be favored, but I don't think it goes to the ground. I think it stays in the field. I think Larkin styles on this guy. It could be a knockout or it could be a decision. It's once again one of those tough calls to, to kind of bet on. And if you look at the uh, the props, let's take a look at those. Larkin inside the distance. Well, that's plus 181. So, I mean, if you think he's going to knock him out, it's possible, right? But, again, this guy's only been knocked out once in his whole career, so it's risky. Yeah, I don't know, Cole. Minus 510 is high, but I do think he wins. I, I like Larkin here. Either decision or knockout, he's going to win. And he's going to fight uh, Lima again in a rematch. And it should be a good fight the second time around. And I think there's one, yeah, one other fight here is uh, Kana Watanabe against Lara Joanne. That's the last fight with odds. And the opening odds had uh, Watanabe at minus 155 and Joanne at plus 115. And right now we have Watanabe minus 120 and Joanne plus 100. Any thoughts on this fight? I actually like the underdog in Yuan here. I think she's looked more impressive than Watanabe. It's going to be a close fight. That's why the odds practically pick them. They're both good on the ground. They both have a lot of submissions. They've. I just favor. I think Joan's ground game is better, and if it stays standing, that's where it's kind of gonna be interesting because their striking is both their underrated parts of their game. Like no one knows how good it can be. So if it stays standing, it's gonna be interesting. But I think Joan can get the fight down to the ground and really control the fight on the ground there, and probably edge out a decision win. Yeah, I took her in the last fight against Beck Rawlings, and it worked out pretty well. But uh, you know, this is a tougher fight. I mean, Watanabe's undefeated. She's gonna be having the hometown crowd way behind her it's a tough fight to call call honestly i think this one go either way i don't blame you for taking a shot at the dog here i will lead towards a little bit uh one knobby but definitely a close fight go either way so really for me no bet in this one um there's a bunch of other fights in this card Cole. let's just go through some of them quickly uh jared brooks against haru o ochi any thoughts on that fight yeah, I like Jared Brooks that one. I think he still should probably be in the UFC now that they're keeping more flyweights. I think he's a really good fighter. He's an entertaining guy, but I think Brooks will get a win here and hopefully get a couple more and then maybe the UFC signs him. Mm-hmm. Any other fights on the card that catch your eye? Uh, just John Tuck making his first fight since oh, being uh, released in the UFC. Because he was supposed to fight Gertz uh, uh Tour Dublin, I think it was, 227, whatever they called it. But that fight got out. And now he's actually returning. He had a couple notable wins in the UFC, but he fought a lot of tough guys. But it's good to see him back. And I think this is a win for Tuck to – this is a fight for Tuck to win, I think. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. He's fighting uh, Rio Ichiro, Sume Mura. So this guy has Ryu and Ichiro's names in his first name. That's pretty sweet. So I don't know if I want to bet against that guy. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, John Tuck is, like, not a bad fighter. But cool. He's 35, man. He got old quick. Yeah. He's been a top prospect for a while in the UFC. 
And all of a sudden, he's 35, so that guy got a little quick. Which like, is crazy. In the UFC, he had back-to-back splits against Josh Emmett and Damon Brown. If one other judge had him winning like his entire career, like he'd still probably be in the UFC. Yeah, he lost the decision to Kevin Lee. lost the decision to Ali Quinto on the Ultimate Fighter. His best win is probably Takanori Gomi, which is not a great win at this point. But, uh, yeah, and also he beat Edward Following, who's a pretty good fighter in one championship. So he does have a few good wins. But, yeah, um, we'll see what happens for him and Belzer. Any other fights that caught your eye on this card? No, those are just the main two, just Brooks and Tuck. No worries. Um, all right, let's talk about some fight announcements for other uh, cards coming up here. UFC Brasilia got a whole bunch of fights announced yesterday, Cole, including one you sent to me right away. You're like, whoa, I can't wait for this fight. Brandon Moreno against UC or Formiga. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, that's a sweet fight. I think this one could really be the number one contender for the winner of Benavidez Figueroa. They're both up there. Like, Pantoja's right up there, Flyweight. It's good to see Flyweight finally having fights that mean something because with Cejudo holding up the belt for a long time, you didn't know, like, if these fights were for a number one contender or if they'd get the next shot. But this fight is really interesting. It should be a really exciting fight. I would probably put this as a front runner for fighting the night already on this card. Like, I'd probably favor... I don't even know who I'd favor. Like, I have to look more into it. It's a super close fight. I'd maybe favor Formiga slightly, but it's a very close one. Yeah, this is an interesting fight. I don't know. It's tough, right? Like, Formiga has a lot of experience, and he's a really good guy, really good fighter. He beat Davis to figure out two fights ago, Cole. So this guy is good. I mean, his wrestling is really good. But he has lost, you know, when he stepped up in competition, which always worries me. Moreno's looked really good as of late. Honestly, I, I think I'd favor Moreno a little bit because he just has more, more momentum going into this fight, which is important to me. But definitely, Formiga is, is a solid fighter and uh, definitely a guy that you don't want to mess with because he's he's very dangerous. A um, couple other fights announced for this card as well, including a uh, bantamweight bout between Ronnie Yaya and Enrique Barzola. Another fun little fight here, Cole. Uh, any thoughts on this fight? It's going to be interesting because obviously Yaya hasn't fought since 234 when Simone really dominated him there. Mm-hmm. Barzola, he's dropping down to Bantamweight. Yep, so it's going to be interesting to see how he looks at Bantamweight. I always thought he was a bit small with Featherweight, but I thought Featherweight, like, he had success. I'm surprised he did decide to drop down, but it's definitely going to be a fun fight. I'd probably favor Barzola slightly, but that all depends on how he probably looks on the scale. Yeah, it's a good fight. Ronnie Aya, another guy, he's very underrated. His record in the UFC, 4, 7, 10, 11, 4, and 1 no contest, so a very good record in the UFC. He never really gets talked about as a contender because... It seems like he goes on a win streak and then loses these fights that knock him down a few pegs. And Barzola, he was a guy that was hyped up a bit as a prospect, but never got that huge win. He does have a couple decent wins over like Bobby Moffitt, which is pretty good. And even that Humberto Badene guy who just won that, that title in uh, Kamachi America last week, that tournament. So he's got a couple of good wins. I don't know. It's a tough one to call. I mean, Ronnie Yaya is ground game is super dangerous, but you know, this guy's never been submitted. I don't know, Cole. Um, I, I think I still have to figure Yaya a little bit, but I got to think about this one a little bit more because Barzola dropping down the weight definitely throws thing, uh, throws a wrench at things. Uh, we got a women's band and weight boat. Yeah, band and weight boat between Veronica Macedo and Bea Malecki. So I guess Macedo's moving up in weight because she's been fighting a flyweight, if I'm not mistaken, right? So moving up and fighting Bea Malecki. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I obviously... I wasn't too impressed with Bayam Malecki. I know she got the win and yeah. then home. She didn't look very impressive. Her striking wasn't that good. She's obviously really good on the ground, but I'd have to favor Veronica Macedo here. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. I think Veronica's a better fighter too, but we'll see what happens. And then uh, uh, um, Marcel actually, he announced some, or found some fight 
announcement, I should say, between Alessio Dechirico and Abu Azatar for a UFC Fight Night card in April that hasn't been announced yet. So I don't know where this card's going to take place, but I got to give uh, Marcel credit. This guy digs and finds these fights that no one else finds. So uh, any thoughts on this fight, Cole? Alessio Dechirico versus Abu Azatar. I'm guessing it's going to be a European Fight Night card. I, I don't see why. Yeah, it has to be. This makes no sense yeah. to be North America. If it is, I'd have a favorite Azatar. I haven't been impressed with Dechirico, really. He's just so inconsistent. Like, he's hit or miss. I think I have to favor Azatar, but again, if it's it's such a close fight where the matching makes sense, but if this this has to be in Europe, like there's no way this is in North America at all. Yeah, any guesses as to where this card would be then? Because uh, again, we both think it's going to take place in Europe. Well, they both it's good, not going to be in England because they're going to London in March. You, maybe this is the France card. Like maybe they go to Italy yeah. or something. Like I don't know. It's I just, it doesn't make, if it's in North America, I'd be surprised because they're both guys that you should be putting on European cards. Yeah, and uh, I forgot, there's one other fight for this card as well. Julia Avila against Carolina Rose. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's another close one that I have to look more, and I probably favors Avila slightly. I've just been a bit more impressed there in the UFC, but again, that's the one I'd have to dig a bit deeper and kind of look at, but if early lean would be Avila. Yeah, I agree with that one as well. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting to see where that card takes place. Cool. I always like when they announce new cards. Uh, and we got one other comment here. Turn up at me. I like Brandon Moreno. I like the new Brandon Moreno. Yeah, he looked great. That Kai Kara France fight was awesome. And Kai Kara France just got announced for another fight, Cole, against Tyson Nam. So that should be a fun one as well. I talked about it yesterday, but I like Kara France. I don't know what you think, but I like Yeah, him. I like Kara France a lot in that fight. I don't believe in this guy, even though yeah. he this fight. Any other uh, news that you want to talk about, Cole? I, I already talked about Woodley and uh, Leon Edwards last night, but any thoughts on that one? I actually like Edwards in the fight, Cole. What do you think? Yeah, I have an early lean toward Leon Edwards as well. I'm really high on Leon Edwards. I think he can be a future champ. I don't know if he'd beat Usman. I think him and Usman now would be a really close fight. I'd want to see the rematch, but I don't know. Just the time off for Woodley and how Woodley looked in his last fight, Like I'd have to favor Edwards slightly. Yeah, but I do I, think Woodley's probably going to be a slight favorite to open. Yeah, not what I said last night. I, I think so too. Anything, anything else that um, happened in the last couple of days since I haven't seen you? Um, how was your Christmas? Good. Yeah, it was really good to just spend time with family, like take a break from work in a bit. But what about you? Yeah, it was good, man. Santa was good to Adam, that's for sure. Yeah, and it was really good for you. No, it was good, and got to see some family, spend some time. You know, like especially as a journalist, man, it's, it's such a crazy job. And like, you really don't get a break and you're always like on the grind. You're always like doing something. You're always checking your phone. You're always checking your email, always checking Twitter. Like it's, there's never a break call. You know, it's kind of a weird job. Like before I got in like in journalism, like 10 years ago, I worked retail and you'd go to work from like, you know, 10 to, five, 10 to seven or nine to five or seven to three or whatever it was, come home. And then you don't have to think about work, but MMA is way different. And journalism is different. It's like, you're always working even when you're not working. I don't know what you think about that, but that's that's how I feel. Yeah, and covering fighting is a lot different too because if you yeah. cover NHL and MLB, like you have the three, four months break in the offseason. Sure. There is no offseason MA. Like two-week break is our little offseason right now, I guess. Yeah, it's a good point, Cole. And, you know, uh, I haven't been doing a ton of writing this month, so, <clears throat> but it's been nice to like a, a small break. But, yeah, I mean, things are going back to normal very soon. We do have a small break, like you said, Cole, and then UFC, McGregor, and Cerrone next month. Did you see they sold all the tickets? I think I don't know if I talked about this. Man, three hundred. Yeah, it was in like minutes too. I heard. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, people have money, obviously. And by the way, McGregor. There's a story here on uh, PJ Penn. 
donated twenty seven thousand dollars to the homeless. That's really nice of them. Yeah, I'd like what a lot of them doing. Like John Jones is going around and like giving homeless people like winter jackets and food in Albuquerque. Like, yeah, it's really good to see these like high profile athletes like using their platform to do good and hopefully showing the fans like you should go do this as well. There's also a story here by uh, Tom saying that uh, UFC uh, could be near one billion in revenue for 2019. Wow. Any thoughts on that? I think that a lot has to do with the ESPN money. This is the first year ESPN. The reported thing was they're guaranteed 500,000 pay-per-view buys. And I don't think many pay-per-views were getting 500,000 before. So I think like what's 500,000 for 12 pay-per-views at, what was it? $60 a pop. Mm -hmm. Like that's already there. A lot of money. Then you have all the Reebok money coming in. You have the fight night money. You have the tendencies. You have all that stuff coming in. Like the UFC is a big machine and just, like I'm not surprised to see that their revenue is almost a billion. I'm not either, but it's like pay the fighters more. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I mean, we could go and do it. We could have a whole episode talk about fighter pay, but it's just it's kind of sick, man. You know, I love the sport, love UFC. You know, they are the leader in the sport, but man, it's sick when you're, you know, the split is eighty twenty in the UFC's favor. Just it's terrible. Like you, every other sport call, it's fifty fifty. It's all fifty fifty, dude. If not slightly towards the players, like it's it's crazy and. I always find it funny. Like I, I follow the other sports, especially baseball. I really like baseball, and and like people complain about the contracts. Guys will get like a million, hundred billion dollars, and in the comment sections are like, well, the guys should do even more because the the owners are pocketing all this money. <laughs> well, watch the MMA fighters, man. They get nothing. Anyways, uh, got a couple of last questions here. Can Sir Rio Doju Rising needs Bellator help since that whole tension versus Mayweather not only ruined their own prospect fire, but wasted nine million paying Mayweather. They could have used to sign a more talent. Not to mention a lot of national Japanese brand sponsors probably was unhappy how Ryzen made their own people look like a fool. When Tetris and Aqua became an anime meme, Ryzen bankruptcy and coming. So, yeah, that was weird. It was yeah. like an exhibition fight, and he got knocked out pretty good. I mean, what were people thinking? And I don't I can't remember if their odds were that or not, but, again, people were, like, saying that Mayweather was going to lose, but in a boxing match, I don't know about that. Any thoughts on that comment there? Yeah, it's definitely interesting because even Scott Coger – Earlier uh, this week, they were asking about Tenshin Asakawa because apparently he's not happy with the Ryzen, and a lot of people thought he'd go to one because that's kind of right there. And he said, "I would like don't be surprised if you see Tenshin being in Bellator kickboxing because they put on some kickboxing events." But it's kind of weird. Risen like they have a lot of good fighters, but they only put on events a couple times a year, so it kind of seems like people forget about it almost. And then I don't know how big it is in Japan because obviously not that big in North America, like. Just because it starts at like one, two in the morning, and people aren't going to wake up for that. But I don't know. Like Japan needs promotion, so I hope Ryzen does well, and I like what they're doing with Bellator. Like the cross promotion, kind of cross promotion makes MMA a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. No, I, I with you, and I'm with Kenshiro as well. We, we do need Japanese MMA. Um, you were a little bit too young, but back in the back in the Pride days, like it was the best. Like Pride was the best promotion, best fights. It's a shame it's not around anymore. I mean, it's been years now. It's been, what, 13 years, I think, since it dissolved. But it was really the best promotion I ever called. Anyone listening today, go back and watch the old Pride fights. Like, go back and watch the whole uh, series. I remember the, the first time I watched Pride 1, like, the opening song and the montage. And the fights themselves were pretty like, – not as good. They were, like, kind of, like, early fights. But just the, the music, it got me so, like, nostalgic, man. It's good stuff. Um, one other thing here, Korean Zombie is out there and he's criticizing the rankings and honestly i feel like you can criticize korean zombie because 
I, I love the zombie. Don't get me wrong, but he thinks he should rank number two, really. Like, he got knocked by Yair last year, Cole. Yair should be ranked one spot above him, if you ask me. Yeah, but I also think Zabit's too high. because yeah, isn't... Why? And you know what? I think if they fought, I would pick Zabit. But as far as the rankings go, he shouldn't be that high. Why is he number three? No, kicked. like, I think he should be, like, Holloway. I still think Ortega, like, should be mm -hmm. up there. Like, he's only lost to Holloway. And then I think yeah. you should do, like, Yair, Zombies, a beat to round out your top five. Like, Zabit's only beat a guy. He hasn't beat anyone in the top ten. Like, I think his biggest win was, or maybe Stevens on the fought was top ten. It might have been ten. Like, I don't remember. But I don't know why Zabit's so high. But Zombie really shouldn't even be ahead of Yair Rodriguez. Cause I agree. I, like... That was last year. Like, I get if it's been like a couple years, but that was literally last year. Like, no, I'm with, I'm with you. And I love the zombie, but like, we have to go by head to head wins. And that was only a year ago. By the way, it's funny that they uh, still haven't updated Max's picture. He's still got the belt. He's held the belt for so long that they don't even have a picture of him without the belt. All right. Last uh, question here. We're going to get out of here. Pride FC mate, Ryo uh, Dojo again. Pride FC mate, stereo use fun and exciting. Yes, it did. And foot stomps and headbutts made Pride FC a true man sport. Don't go to the Pride ring unless you're ready to die. LOL. Yeah. Um, knees to the head on the ground. That's why Mark Coleman won the Grand Prix back in 2000. He's just need the hell out of guys. Igor Vachanchin, another guy that did that. Anyways, I love Pride, man. It was great. All right, cool. Plug your stuff and we'll get out of here. Uh, Twitter at Show 91 Just today I'll have some fighter picks on Fedor Rampage, but just been a slow week, just enjoying time with my family over the holidays. Everything else will be on my Twitter. Yeah, I don't expect our paychecks to be great for this month. I'll just say that, Cole. But you know what? It's okay because, uh, again, it's, we needed the break anyways. All right, guys, you can check me on Twitter at Martin. Uh This podcast, MMAoddsbreaker.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, a lot of places. And also check me out at BJPen.com, MMARings.net. Pride, uh, I almost called it Pride. Bellator Rising tomorrow night. It's going to be great. And then next week we got uh, PFL. Cold. If you want, you can come on with me next week and we'll, we'll break down the last card of the year, PFL Championship. Real Dojo, peace, guys. Peace, buddy. Thanks, guys, for tuning in today for the podcast. And I'll be back Monday for the Monday edition of the show. Guys, have a great weekend. Bye.